Welcome to Maximal Being, a podcast devoted to ditching fad diets and using real science to get you healthy and feeling great. I'm Doc Mock, a GI and functional medicine doctor who harnesses the power of gut health to get you achieving your goals. And I'm Jackie P, a well-informed layman who challenges the experts and asks the questions that you want. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button or leave a comment. And now, on to the show. So if 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 we were to pick up your book, right, and, and read through it, like, what would you say were some of the, you know, of course, you don't want to give away the secret sauce, but, you know, what would you say are some of the, you know, major topics or elements that's covered, you know, that you you, you speak to in the book? Yeah, I'll give away the secret sauce, no problem, um, because it's <laughs> to me, it's more of the message than to actually purchasing the book. Although it will be great if people purchase the book <laughs> after, the, after the interview, obviously. But yeah. essentially, in Direct Balance, we, we look at one's diet, one's emotion, and the way that one moves through the lens of traditional Chinese medicine. And essentially, what that actually means is everything is interconnected. Um, you know, the biggest problem that we see in conventional medicine or just uh, society now is you would usually go to the dietitian for diet, you go to the psychologist for your emotional needs, and then you go to your health and wellness professional for fitness. But the problem is, you know, if you, you cannot just look at the diet without looking at one's emotion because their emotions will have a profound impact on what, whatever they eat, right? And, and then the way that they move will also you know, impact their health because, you know, we all know that if we're just stiff all the time. It doesn't help our mood. And then if our mood isn't right, then it affects our diet. And, and so we, we kind of look at that through the lens of traditional Chinese medicine, how the ancient uh, people looked at the connection between the three. And then subsequently, how can we, how can we make better lifestyle choices to address all three areas? Because at the end of the day, Chinese medicine is more of a preventative measure. So to me, it's more of a lifestyle thing. So if we can better manage our lifestyle, then you know, I think uh, good health will come our way. Wow, that's that's very well put, and I think uh, that's that's very interesting. Thinking of my own medical history and the things I've had to deal with and past take medicine for, you know, you're you're absolutely correct, right? It's like you've got the cardiologist and nephrologist, right? You've got the GI whiz kid, aka Doc Mock, right? And I would say <laughs> Doc Mock is 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 more holistic. I think he looks at everything, but it's true. And, uh, and sometimes if depending on where you are, if they're in different hospital systems, these, these specialists might not even be talking to each other or knowing what the other is doing. Uh, so it's a very interesting concept and I've got a question for you and we do have to probably go to break soon and usually questions on the other side of the break, but I already started talking. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I would really like to know because from what we've heard and when I read or hear about Western practices overlapping with Eastern, there's usually some sort of similarity. Can you think of something? This is just more of like a off the top of my head. What can you think of a practice or a concept that they're just opposites? You know, a 180 opposite side of the spectrum, the where the West thinks one thing. I know we kind of mentioned the you know the interconnectedness of our bodies and how we move, but um because I feel there's always something that's grounded in the Eastern practices that we say, oh, that makes sense and how it could have evolved. Was there anything in your studies that was just, yeah, these are just, they just don't agree at all. I, I think that there was one that stood out, although there are a lot, they're, they're closer than ever before. And, and that is the fact that a universal diet does not exist, 
And then, mm. and I think for, for a while, there was believed to be an optimal diet for everyone, right? The pyramid. Um, but we now know, I'm sure you guys preach a lot on, on your podcast is there's no one size fit all <clears throat> um, meal plan for everyone. And, and that's been, you know, the cornerstone of Chinese medicine. And that is, you know, it all depends on where you are, who you are and what's available to you, right? That's, that's historically what our diet has been about. And, and yet I think for a while, um, people in, in the Western world believe that, oh, we should eat this, 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 as this is superfood, this is yada, yada, yada. Um, that's, that's the one thing that stood out immediately. Uh, but although, as I said, I think more than ever before, we're closer in understanding that, oh, actually, you know, there isn't an universal optimal diet. Yep. Agree. I would say I concur based off my experience yep. on this podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, so we have to take a quick break. But after we come back, we will probably have some rapid fire questions for Andy. So everyone who's listening, we'll be back in a few seconds or minutes. What's going on, Maximal Beings? It's Doc Mock here. Many of you are returning to the gym now, but some are not going back. Regardless of what you plan, Rogue has got the right gear to fit your needs. I personally own a barbell set and love it. The black op shorts are sweat resistant and flexible for getting deep in your squats. Head on over to maximalbeing.com slash rogue for our referral link. Order three items and they ship for free. And as usual, it's Doc Mock, and I'm here to maximize your pathway to wellness. If you're stuck at home and cannot make it to the grocery store, delivery may be the best way to stay clean and healthy. Instacart is the national leader in the direct-to-home delivery service. With numerous major chains and food from smaller stores, you can get those local veggies sent directly to your doorstep. Head on over to MaximalBean.com slash Instacart and maximize your nutrition today. All right. Welcome back, everyone. I hope you missed us because we for sure missed you all. We're here with Andy Chen, and we're talking about dynamic balance, right? Optimizing, right, your fitness and your health habits. So, Andy, we've got some questions for you. We sent you three. We'll start with those. But then we may or may not add more or Doc may chime in, but we'll start the low-hanging fruit. And you can't say your own book because it's easy, but what is your favorite health or nutrition book and why? Deep Nutrition by Chris uh, Shanahan. I think that that is definitely eye-opening because that goes back to you know, the, the topic of diet. You know, what is, what is the best diet for us? And, and I believe in principles, you know, although I wrote a book on Chinese medicine, I believe that there's a common thread between different medicine practices. And so whenever we, we, whenever we come across a book of principles, I think that's a good way to go because then with it's, everything is not so rigid. Yes. She identifies, you know, the core pillars of a good diet. And, and to me, it just made a lot of sense. And you could take that to every culture that you go into, which is great. She, her great. language, her language is also exquisite, right? She uses very understandable language in that book. Oh, it's great for the lay folks like myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. All right. That's a good one. Next question, Andy. So I'm going back to your, your, your origin, origin story of your, uh, you know, your coach telling you that, you know, you need to be quicker. And you said the way you were training was not translating to the field, right? So I'm curious, specifically, what was it that wasn't translating? 
And what should you have been doing? Let's say you had a time machine and go tell your younger self how to be quicker. What would you have changed? Yep. I will tell them to do what I'm currently doing, which is, uh, so I like how Dalmoff brought up the word fascia. Uh, that essentially is your soft tissues. And it's, it's the current hot topic in the fitness industry because we, again, we now realize that the body is an interconnected unit. And back then, when you go into the gym in the 80s, 90s, it is all about bodybuilding, right? So you train muscle parts in isolation, right? Today, I'm going to work on my pecs because I want to look good for the ladies or the men. And, or, or the next day, you might work on your back or your quads. And that was the way I worked out because that's how everyone worked out. And, and yet, I, I'm going to tell another story. And that is when I, with my first personal trainer, I think this, this is when I was in, in high school. I remember going into a commercial gym. And then I told the person that my goal was to become a better soccer player. And then uh, I was like, oh, what exercises should I be doing? Because, you know, that's, that's the question that most people mm-hmm. usually ask. And then he was like, okay, so you need to do more leg raises. So you put your arms on this machine where you're hanging off the ground and then you kick your legs up. Mm. And then he was like, oh, if you do more of these, you're going to kick the ball a lot further and then you're going to shoot the ball really hard. And of course, being a gullible teenager, I believed in him and I did at least, you know, 50, 60 of these leg raises every day. It did not help because we now know that when you kick a ball, when you kick a football, when you kick a soccer ball, when you kick whatever, or when you shoot a basketball, all of these great, amazing athletes, they shoot the ball, they kick the ball, they throw the ball with such amazing ease. And that's because they know how to synchronize the body in a way to generate maximal force. And, and yet, you know, most people's gym training does not teach them these type of movements, right? So instead of doing just like extensions or doing like curls on the machine, perhaps what they could do is do some wall balls instead where they squat and they learn to throw the ball up in the air because that way they learn to generate force with the legs, transfer force to the core, and then use their arms to finish off the movement rather than, oh, I should train for better, stronger triceps if I want to shoot the basketball better because this movement is tricep extension, but it doesn't work like that. So mm-hmm. I would say if I am to look back to my younger self, I should probably, I should have probably do more total body movement, such as wall balls or, you know, more clean and jerks if, if they know how to do it, but more total body movements that teaches them to generate power from the ground up and then using their upper body to finish off the move, as I believe that will have a better transfer, not only for the fascia health or, or, or for their fascia health, uh, as well as their sports performance. That's a, fan- that's a fantastic answer. Yeah. That's a- love yeah. It. I love it. Wow. All right. All right, Andy. <laughs> Hot seat. Next question. Uh, what is your, ooh, speaking of the gym and working out, what is your favorite exercise? My, my current exercise is actually a mobility one. So um, the, the, my current favorite exercise is where I go in a side bend and I do a little bit of rotation because the past two, three years, I've been really into golf. And, and if we just think of golf or if we think of baseball or cricket, depending on where you are in the world, uh, whenever you, you hit the ball, your, your spine needs to be tilted to the side laterally, and you also need to be able to rotate it. And, and so if you think about a lot of the stuff we do at the gym, usually it's a movement that goes forward and back because we're squatting, we're lunging forward and back, we're deadlifting, we're doing pull up, we're doing push up. It's always going forward and back and we don't do much side to side and rotational movement. And, and so, you know, lately I've been exploring a lot of side tilts and some rotational movement with the hopes of me hitting uh, the little tiny white golf ball a bit further. 
Andy, yeah. can can I just say how much I appreciate that you're using anatomic language to describe the movements? Like you said, lateral. I'm like, oh, yes. Amen, brother. Amen. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I've been. I try, on... to, I try to do lateral and then sideways so that I please both crowds. Yeah, yeah. No, you, you nailed it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's great. You know, it's it's funny, Andy, because you know, I, I this isn't my first rodeo uh, co-hosted with Doc Mock, so I know his face is on when someone is like <laughs> humming his tune, you know. So yeah. even you know the book you were just talking about and just the movements and also just you know learning about the the functional movements of bringing the the motion from the ground through your torso through your body you're just you're just singing his song right now yeah. just let you know i could tell it his face sure um, i love it i love it we need to we need to do this more often essentially yeah yep yep totally agree yeah. so all right so you, you start playing golf now did you start playing golf around the time you had your son no uh about a year or two before yeah about a year or two before gotcha. and then okay. i i just need to say after my son it's it's impossible to play golf yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's difficult. I'll say, you know, uh, speaking of just events that affect how we view how mobile and agile we are, would you say when you had your son and now he's two, so I'm assuming he's somewhat more mobile and you got to like, you know, maybe chasing around more, you know, what would you say you would be doing in the gym, right. Or working out like what would be a, a father fitness routine you would say if you want to if you had to throw one together right now like you got it you got one on the way doc mocks that one away even though doc mocks as fit as they can be uh no. you know what what would be a father fitness routine yeah i'll say mimic your son start crawling on the floor Ooh. i mean we're talking about the one-year-old son and because one of the most often feedback or comment i'll get from my students is so i do a lot of single leg stuff because usually when you look at the way we do most activities we're on one leg so it just doesn't make sense for us to do to be on both legs all the time in fitness and then so we, we would do a lot of like opposite side uh contralateral side pulls where we'll stand on our left leg and pull with the right arm because you know diagonally if you think about throwing a baseball we're generating power from the left leg to the right arm in this diagonal sling so we try to mimic that in the gym and then you always find a lot of people where they have the same foot and same leg race when they try to do any type of single leg pattern. And then they laugh at themselves saying how awkward they are and how, you know, oh, I'm not coordinated and I'm just born this way. And and <laughs> why am I telling this story? The reason I'm telling this story is because if you look at kids crawl, they rarely crawl the same side, right? It's always the left left leg and the right arm and then you know the right leg and the left arm so if we can just reset and go back to those patterns it could actually teach us how to move and and how to move in the right way and and then also crawling on the floor is also very good for um our, our shoulder stability because you know we're always hunched forward now and we rarely exercise our, our shoulders in its most natural ways so crawling on the floor it also helps train our shoulders so that's the first thing i'll have people do Awesome. Uh, that's a good one. You know, and that reminds me, I'm gonna, this is a question for both of you. So this, this is a lob for anyone. But I, back when I was on Instagram, which I'm not on anymore, there was this guy I used to follow who his whole philosophy was primal movements, right? Like getting into, you know, like he was really good at like walking, like crawling around like a gorilla and being on his hands and knees. And when he said crawling like a baby, that's why I reminded him. Is, is that a thing? Is that like something we should, uh, you know, look into and, 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 and follow, I guess, or is that guy just doing it for, for the likes? 
Yeah, in, in in what you just said, there are two things that we should follow. Number one is you should we should get off social media or at least do less of it, unless if yeah. there's a business uh, side of it yeah. because it's terrible for mental health first. And then second is I think parallel movements are good for you. Uh, but again, you know, sometimes when I tell people we should crawl more, people assume I'm like the primal movement guy where I'm just doing all these crawls. No offense to him, but yeah. I still believe that there's a place for us to do the squats, the deadlifts, the pull-ups, the bench press. It's just that, yes, we should incorporate some primal movement, but there's a reason why so many people do squats, deadlifts, and bench press because, you know, it, it's good for you as they have stand the test of time. So, yes, more crawling, more primal movement, but don't forget the traditional stuff as well. It brings us back to the the the, the word at hand, balance. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It brings us back to balance. Exactly. Yeah. No, because if you think about this word balance, in, in Chinese, there's a, a a core concept. And that that is sometimes if you think of the yin-yang sign, right? It is ubiquitous. You can see it everywhere. And then yeah, a lot of people are misinformed because essentially what the sign is about is you see some white and then some black, and then you see a hint of black in the white part and then a hint of white and the black part. Mm-hmm. And essentially what the sign is talking about is, is that sometimes good and bad is just context dependent, right? You can mm-hmm. think about foods, right? There are certain foods that's good for you, but if you just eat avocados every single day for three meals a day, I, I, I cannot imagine that would be that good for you. It's the same way when it comes to exercising, when it comes to mental health, when it comes to Instagram. Um, and, and that is, you know, the, the proper amount is important and, and, Sometimes the problem is in our society, we hear that this, this exercise is good. So I just do this every single day, but the problem is that the human body does not work like that. Right. So um, I think in that we have to understand the yin and philosophy really is just talking about how extreme opposites are, should be avoided. Not to say we could, the human body is robust enough to go into extremes, but we're not designed to be in that extreme for an extended period of time. And so if we understand that, then we can understand, you know, fitness, you know, nutrition and then emotions. Cause you know, at the end of the day, that's what balance is about. Yeah. A little, a little bit of hormetic stress is actually a positive adaptation in a person, but too much hormetic stress can be detrimental, right? Like sitting in a sauna for 10, 15 minutes can be really good for your body, right? It has direct chemical benefit on your mitochondria. It gets your blood flowing and sweat. You detoxify a little bit, but too much time in that sauna and you risk, you know, electrolyte imbalance and cardiovascular injury and all those sorts of things. So it's all about balance. Paleo, keto, vegan, and carnivore. Maybe you've tried them all, but did you have success? Are you still doing that diet? Turns out there's not just one diet right for one particular person. By understanding how your body works and the relationship behind your body's workings and these diets, you can then approach the perfect plan for you. In the Perfect Human Diet course, we talk to you about your body's inner workings and the pros and cons of each plan. We discuss how our ancestors ate and have eaten and lay a framework to tailoring a plan that is perfect for you. To learn more about the Perfect Human Diet course, head to MaximalBeing.com courses to find out more. And as always, I'm Doc Mock, and I'm here to maximize your health. You cannot supplement your way to health, but there are things that we need to add to our lives that can maximize our pathway to wellness. The American diet is virtually devoid of omega-3 fatty acids, 
which play a major role in cardiovascular disease, gut permeability, and mental health. Personally, I take omega-3s every night and iHerb is the best place for clean, natural sources of supplements. I love the ZenWise Omega-3 Fatty Acid Supplement, which is free of fish burps and good for the environment. Head on over to MaximalBeing.com slash iHerb, that's I-H-E-R-B, and enter the code B as in boy, D as in dog, B as in boy, 5528, and receive 10% off your orders for all supplements. Maximize your supplements with iHerb. And I uh, got another question for you, Andy, before we know we're running out of time as I keep my eye on the clock here. What is the craziest diet that you have been on or heard of? Well, you know, being uh, in, in Hong Kong, you, you've heard a lot of the Chinese diet stuff that people go on. And yeah, I mean, sometimes you hear some funky stuff. And and I must say, though, all these like tiger penis, all these, oh, <laughs> you know, all these like, general, this- all these, like the, the, these are not real. OK, but I'll tell you what is real. And that is. I was, I was delivering a workshop in Shenzhen, China, another city close by to Hong Kong a few years ago. And then, you know, the, one of my clients was just sharing, I was just asking, oh, what's some funky foods that you've had? Because obviously being in the US for 10 years, I've only heard it from like my relatives, but I haven't actually experienced it, thankfully. Um, but, but then my client was like, oh yeah, you know, in, in Guangdong, China, sometimes they'll eat monkeys and specifically the brain of the monkey when mm-hmm. it is alive. And whoa, so, bro. so, whoa, bro, bro, bro. So they'll set a round table, <laughs> they'll set a, a round table and then they'll put the monkey like right in, in the center of the table. So the monkey will be below the table and with his head just showing like half of his skull on, on in the middle of the table and they chop it open and eat the brain. Whoa. Now, I, I, I'm still hoping it, it is fictional, but from what I gather, some people actually do it and, and they eat mice as well. And, and so I think... Yeah, I think these foods, um, the fact that it's just happening like an hour from the city of Hong Kong, in a way, it's just like, I think the word wild just doesn't really describe, it's just not enough to describe. That was in, yeah, that was in Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom. I remember that. Like, they'd eat the live monkey brain. Whoa, wow. Yeah, yeah. Who thought of that? Who Who thinks of that? Like, hey, let's, the, you know, Let's make sure the monkey's alive because for some reason the brain tastes better. Like what? Who? Yeah. That's you know. Yeah, it's, you know. I I think that's why we we have to highlight. You know, whenever people ring out, oh, so the Chinese they they eat this, they eat that, they eat that, and and in Chinese medicine they, there's always a substitute food, and and so I think sometimes against it, it's all about pride. I think in China because sometimes if you get something that's super rare, it's it's a sign that you're rich enough to get it or or you know mm-hmm. the right people. So it goes back to more of an ego thing than the the actual what's actually good for you uh, mm. a, a question. And so I think when people are eating funky foods, it's it's more of a thrill than oh it's actually good for you because they will say it's good for you, but it's just a cover up reason for why they're actually eating the food. Gotcha, gotcha. That's that's a very that's I mean, that's very interesting. I can't even imagine that, but you know, it's it's different strokes, I guess. I I'd, prefer I'd, not to eat brains of animals, but. Yeah, I just think about like the era of mad cow disease and pr- these little things called prions, which are like sing- single molecules that can cause irreversible neuro neurological damage if you eat the brains of animals that have them in it. So no, thank you. 
<laughs> oh wow, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. But I just think intuitively, it just doesn't. Yeah, but I I I, I stop using that word because now I realize sometimes intuitively, that it's not so intuitive for everyone. But yes, let's <laughs> sure, stay away yeah. from the brains. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, all right. So last question because we're right at the shot clock here, Andy. If you can speak directly to someone listening right now. If there's one just big takeaway, like, listen, okay, maybe we don't have the capacity to work out consistently or follow your diet, but there's just one thing you can change that can just get you in the right direction. What would you say to that person? Listen, start understanding how different areas of your lifestyle are connected because through that, you can start making educated choices about what to do and where to start. Because I think that the, the problem with most people who wants to start, who don't know where to start is they, they genuinely don't know where to start, you know, because of, you know, like this amazing podcast you guys are, are running, you have a different guest every single week. So that means that there's a different advice every single or every other week that they, they listen to the podcast. And, and for me, as I said earlier, it's all about principles. So if we can take out a sheet of paper and start understanding, oh, okay, so this is how it's connected. Then I, then I, I truly believe that they can start making the right decisions and actually start living, you know, the, the, the life that they could and should be living. Wow. What a poet, Andy, you are a absolute poet. <laughs> I, I have enjoyed this conversation thoroughly. Thank you for, you know, I'm going to check out the book dynamic balance. Uh, I'm out of questions. Doc mock. If you can do that thing you do and take us out. Yeah, don't forget to hit the subscribe button, leave us a comment. It does help us to get the word out. I will tell you, Jackie P, if people head on over to MaximalBeing.com like they are doing and purchase our sustainable nutrition solution or one of our wonderful coaching programs, they will do well this 2023. Andy Chan, where can people find you if they're looking for you? Yep, so if they are interested in Dynamic Balance, it is available everywhere books are sold, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Hudson, everywhere. And if they want to connect with me, they can go on my website, tzu.com, my Chinese name, T-S-Z-C-H-I-U.com. Or I am on Instagram, although I'm not super active, Chichu Andy is my uh, account. And please connect with me if you have any questions or feedback. Uh, but if you want some recommendations on where to eat monkey brains, I'm sorry, I don't know. <laughs> if you want to send an email to Jackie P, Andy Chan, or myself, you can email us at team at maximalbeing.com. And as always, I'm Doc Mock. I'm here with Jackie P and Andy Chan here to maximize your health. We'll see you next time. What's going on, Maximal Beings? Doc Mock here. If you haven't done so already, leave us a comment and hit the subscribe button. Let your friends and family know. That way we can get the word out and continue to bash the bro science.